0: This week and next week, a series called A Rising Tide. There's an ancient Chinese aphorism, and that is this. It says, a rising tide lifts all boats. How many have heard that before? A rising tide lifts all boats. Now, since its first use, it was used the first time I looked it up, but I don't remember when it was, but it was centuries ago. um, And it has been updated to describe many, many, many different principles of truth. Uh, namely the weather, obviously, secondly, relationships, but most commonly nowadays that a rising tide lifts all boats is related almost always to anything economic, uh, related to finance, related to taxing, not taxing, to reductions, additions, whatever it might be. Almost always in our current system, it is related to economics. Today, we're going to take a step back, and we're going to relate this to you and me, and to our relationships, and to who we are. And to the positions that we take about certain things. I was going back and forth over what to call this series because there was a part of me because it deals with forgiveness and repentance. It continues on a different way, in a different way what we concluded the last series with. So I want to jump in and I want to say this first. The first song that we sang today had the words in it, search my mind, search my heart. What's the next line? What is it? What is it? I want all of who you are. are. Search my mind. Search my heart. I want all. That's a big word. Search my mind. Little. Search my heart. Grew three sizes this morning. (laughs) I want all of who you are. Say it with me. Search my mind. Search my heart. heart. I want all of who you are. are. (laughs) That's great. What happens when he searches our mind, searches our heart, and then he says, you can only have part of me because you're holding this back. As I searched your mind, I found that there's some things that are separating you from me. As I searched your heart, I found that there were some things that are separating you from me. So when you say you want all that I am, what you don't want, you really don't want all that I am. What you really want is that part that keeps you comfortable, that doesn't cost you anything. You want the part that's not going to ask you to go through door number two. You just want to stay on this side. It's sort of like, you know, faith in the church. I, and uh, I heard a guy uh, teaching the other day that he's a great he's an incredible person um but i've never been a fan of his teaching it just never really had a lot of, for me in it um but i listened to him a little bit again the other day and he was talking about salvation and he said something that was very similar to something that you've heard me say time and time again and it caught my attention i listened to the whole message that he was teaching and and he's actually a baptist minister and not that that's a bad thing but um But they don't always, they and me, we don't always see exactly the same. So, but he was teaching about salvation. And he's the first Baptist person I've ever heard say, salvation does not end with a decision at the altar. And that's how he started it. And I thought, this guy is, I'm going to have to look it up and find out if he's still the pastor of this church. And... He said, salvation does not end with a decision at the altar. And he had my attention. And he said, salvation is a lifetime decision to go through this door and then through that door. And every door you go through, you're being saved from what was in the room before it. And I thought, I believe exactly that. And I thought how powerful that this is when a person can come in and can begin to speak this. And I can tell you today, when I begin to teach what I'm going to teach for the next few minutes or a few more, when I begin to teach this, my hope is this, that you hear what I'm saying, not with your ear, not through your Adam filter, but through your Yahweh filter. I want you to hear what I'm saying because you're not going to hear me say anything that's not going to be true today. In other words, I'm not going to lie to you when I'm teaching, not today or ever. But particularly today, I can tell you that everything you're going to hear me say today is true. The consequences of not applying what you're going to hear today are true. Whether those consequences add life to you, or do not. The consequences of violating the truths that I want to share with you today are true. So search my mind, search my heart. Say it with me again. Say, Father, search my mind, search my heart. I want all of you, all of you, not a little piece, but I want all of you. So what does the Scripture, what do Scriptures teach us about this principle of a rising tide lifts all boats? If you can get a visual with me, and let's just see this, a rising tide lifts all boats. So today is a really good example in New Orleans, and and maybe this is, or Louisiana, I'm going to say Louisiana, because I don't know if it's actually targeting specifically New Orleans, but let's say Louisiana coastline. No doubt, all around Louisiana today, in New Orleans and and, uh, whatever, Lafayette, whatever all is around there, I don't know, but uh, I don't even know if Lafayette's on the coast. But all these little cities on the coastline in Louisiana today, there are boats all over there. There are cruise boats, there are pleasure boats, there are commercial boats, there are freighters, there are tankers. There are all kinds of boats that are out and hither and yon along the coastline of Louisiana. Now, there's going to be a storm surge. If it isn't already happening right now, it's going to be happening soon. It's probably begun already. But there's going to be a stor- storm surge that's coming. Now, I've never been on a coastline, ever, anywhere, never anywhere, where you cannot, when the tide has gone out, when you can drive down that coastline and you see a boat that came inshore just a little too much and it's lying a little bit crooked on its side. But when the tide comes in, it straightens it up and it'll lift it up a little bit. I've never seen a coastline where that doesn't exist. You, can't, you can go down the coastline of Florida and you'll find boats that when the tide's out, it's, little, it's, it's anchored in the sand. It's not going anywhere. It's not a bad boat. It's not a broken boat. It's a good boat. They just came in too far. Today, as the storm surge begins to come in and then the tide begins to come in, what's going to happen is every single boat on that shoreline is going to be lifted. It doesn't matter how heavy it is. This one could be 300 tons. This one could be 1,500 pounds doesn't matter how heavy the boat is, that same tide that will lift what is heavy is going to lift what is light. That same tide as those waters come in and they begin to increase the depth of that water, it's going to lift each one. Now, depending on the size of the hull and the displacement of water, it may take a little longer, but it's going to lift it nonetheless. Every single boat, regardless of its weight, regardless of its size, as the waters begin to increase, as they begin to get deeper, every single boat, That's in the grip of those waters and surrounded by it are going to be lifted up. Because a rising tide will lift all boats. I can tell you about you and me today. The scripture has a principle regarding this. And for us, for you and for me to come into this thing and realize that in a very real sense we have the ability. We have the strength of a tide. See the tide in and of itself. It doesn't get up in the morning. It doesn't come into shore. Believing about itself. I am strong. It doesn't come into shore, it doesn't approach the shore believing about itself, I am weak. It doesn't come into shore believing anything about itself except, I've been sent. All it knows when it's coming into land is, I've been sent and I'm on assignment. And I'm simply going to go in and, and it doesn't realize that as it begins to come in, it's bringing nutrients from the depths of the ocean. And it's going to feed the little crabs. It's going to feed the little periwinkles that are buried in the sand that are waiting on the nutrients to get to it. It's going to feed the little uh, the plankton. It's going to feed everything that's up there, the birds. It's going to leave things behind as it goes out. It has no idea. It doesn't think about that. The tide never says, I'm going to delay my coming for an hour. Because I don't feel like I have enough nutrients in me yet to deliver a deposit on shore. The tide never says, I'm going to leave early. I'm going to go out early. Because I'm tired. I've exhausted myself. I'm I'm through doing a good work. The tide doesn't have that luxury to be able to decide for itself when it comes or when it goes. See, because the tide was a sent thing. The tide's on assignment. The tide was sent because the Father said, it's time. When I go fishing over on, the, uh, over on the Gulf Coast, whenever I take my boat, I have a little boat. And whenever I take my little 18-foot boat over there to, to fish, I look at the tide the day before. And every day, every day, the tide changes, depends on when it is, by an hour, maybe hour and a half. When the incoming, the outgoing is, there's a couple tides a day. The depth of the tide, the variance in the tide changes every day. When slack tide, when there's no tide at all, it changes every day. But I look at that every day because I know if I get there at high tide, chances are I'm going to be able to get to my favorite fishing spot without running amok on top of an oyster bed. Chances are I'm going to get to the very best spot and the chances are that when I get there at high tide, there's going to be plenty of bait fish that have arrived there and there's going to be bigger fish eating on the bait fish and I want to catch the bigger fish. So I'm looking at that tide and I'm paying attention to that tide because I understand and I know that tide has been sent. And that tide's coming for a reason. It wasn't because God thought in his infinite wisdom that sitting on his throne or or standing back in the heavens and looking over the earth that it would be really a cool thing simply to watch a tide come and go every day. It'd be like watching grass grow to you and me. We're not going to sit on our swing and sit there and watch our bahia grass grow an inch a day. Or two inches. If you have bahia grass, it feels like six inches a day. We're not going to do that. And neither does the Father. But instead, what the Father does is He says, Tide, go. Right now is the time. And you're going to bring something. Don't worry yourself with what you're bringing. And don't worry yourself with what you're removing. I simply want you to be obedient. I will put in you everything that needs to be deposited. And then I will absorb into you. Or saturates you with everything that needs to be removed as you retreat. You and I are like a rising tide. And I want to talk about that today. Go with me to in the first testament to Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 9. Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 9 says this says, Two are better than one, because they have a good reward for their toil. For if they fall, one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him who is alone when he falls, and has not another to lift him up. I'm going to read it again. It says, two are better than one, because they have a good reward. Everybody say, they have a good reward for their toil. For if they fall, one will lift up his fellow. Now, here's the interesting thing about this scripture. It says, if they fall. Didn't say if one of them falls. Says if they fall, one of them will be in the frame of mind to be the rising tide and will lift up his fellow. But woe to him who is alone when he falls and there is not another, there is no incoming tide. Woe to him who is alone when he falls and has not another to lift him up. There is no incoming tide. You need to understand this morning that in the same way that the Father sends the tide to nourish the land, to nourish the oceans, to nourish those things that exist on the shoreline, in the same way the Father is sending you and me, we are a rising tide that He is sending to nourish those that are around us. And those that are falling, He is sending us to be a a demonstration and to lift all boats that exist around us who are the boats around us look around you right now it's the person to your right and the person to your left the person in front of you and the person behind you the irony about the whole thing is the father's never worried about who that person is in front of you or behind you or beside you he's more interested when he sends you in as a tide he's more interested in whether or not you will deposit what you're supposed to deposit See, you are already equipped to deposit the right things. Yes. It's already in you. The right word, the right sound, the right choice. It's already in you to deposit the right things. Now, the person around you, in front of you, that you're going to be lifted, now, they might be anti mask, and you might be pro mask, but we don't get to choose. See, all around us in the world today, people are choosing. They're deciding, I'm not going to be my bro- that brother's keeper. And I'm not going to be that brother's keeper. Because that one has a mask and that one doesn't have a mask. And I have one or I don't have one. And I'm going to choose whether or not I'm going to be my brother's keeper. See, in the kingdom of God, we don't get to choose that. In the kingdom of God, we are his word sent to do a good work. We are that rising tide. And within you and within me there is a right sound. And there is a good choice. And there is the right thing to say. And there is the right thing to do. Each of us, while we may choose. Well, I'm going to separate myself from that. And I'm not going to let my tide touch that shoreline. We might choose. But you're going to touch the shoreline. But what you do to that shoreline. Will either be a mark for you. Or be a mark against you. If I'm a masker, and I'm using this because it's common ground among everybody today. I'm not using it because I'm for or against. I'm using it because it's common ground. We can all relate to, if I'm a vaxxer, let's say that, versus an anti-vaxxer. That's common ground, right? Right? So if I'm a vaxxer and my tide comes in and I see an anti, I don't get to choose whether or not I have, I communicate with that person because if he sent me and I find myself in the company of the anti-vaxxer or if I'm an anti-vaxxer, I'm going to make it fair. If I'm the anti-vaxxer and I find myself in the company of the vaxxer, I don't get to choose whether or not I find my, somehow God put me there. Now, what I can choose is what kind of impact is this tide going to have? Am I going to deposit something good or am I going to deposit something evil? Am I going to immediately say, if I'm the tide coming in, am I going to say to the sand, I don't like the way you wear it? (laughs) You have too many ripples today. (laughs) Your shoreline is awash with stinky seaweed. You don't reflect Something that is deserving of my nutrient water. My nutrient rich water. I hope you're hearing me this morning. We don't get to choose that. We are choosing that. I want to make it plain. We are choosing to do that. When I say we, I'm talking about all of us at one point or another have done this. I think we need to repent of it. Don't you? Well... All three of you that do, we will today. <laughs> the rest of you can be a tide of another kind. But see, we do choose. Even, uh, even those in the church are choosing today when we go out there to attack those who do it differently than us. Who see it differently than us. We choose to attack them if they're a different color than us. If they wear or they don't wear. If they get or they don't get. We choose to find a way, even in the church world today, and I'm telling the truth today, and I told you it was going to be a little bit painful, but I'm trying to get us to a place where we can be the rising tide that lifts all boats. We do those things today and we come against those things today. But the real nature of God is not to come into a situation where people are doing things differently and then to come into that thing and then to make people believe that somehow they're less than we are or we're better. But the nature of God is when I blow in, when I come in, when I reach that shoreline, he sent me on a purpose. You exist in the earth today on purpose. Every one of you exists on purpose We have a responsibility. When the tide is sent, when this tide reaches that shore, I want to make sure I am making the impact and the deposit that the Father put in me to make. Not the deposit Adam might want to make. Adam might want to say, Can't believe you had so little faith, you got vaccinated. Can't believe. You are so caught up in politics. You didn't get vaccinated. I'm just trying to tell the truth today. This isn't about COVID. I'm using that. Again, I'm saying and I'm clarifying because five years from now when someone listens to this and COVID isn't an issue anymore, you'll know that right now it is. And everybody in the world can relate to COVID. So I'm using that as my example today. But when he sends the tide in, the tide doesn't choose. And when the tide goes in, it floats all boats. And you know what all those boats are? It lifts every single one of them. You know what those boats are? Some of those boats. Can I be real? Some of those boats in, in New Orleans today, some of those boats on the shores of Louisiana today might be carrying contraband, and the tide will lift it. You need to hear what I'm telling you right now. Some of those boats might be holding within its hull someone who has been kidnapped. Some of those boats might be holding on its deck murderers, pedophiles, whatever you want to call it. you Fill in the blanks. Some of those boats are going to hold food and water. It's the good and the bad when we measure it up by Adam. But it doesn't matter to the tide. Doesn't matter to the tide. The tide does not get to say, I see the boat full, filled with contraband over there on the right east shore. Don't go to the east shore. Tide doesn't get to choose that. The tide is like an amoeba that begins to fill in all the places and begins to surround. It has no choice of its own. It's sent, and that tide is going to reach the east shore in the same way it's going to reach the west shore. And every boat between the east shore and every boat between the west shore is going to be lifted up as that tide comes in. Doesn't matter what's in the boat, the boat is going to be lifted up. It's not up to the tide to determine what's in the boat. It's not up to the tide to determine how that boat's going to respond to the tide. All that's up to the tide is that the tide comes in. In the same way for you and me, the Father is sending us like a tide into a world today that needs the nutrients of the kingdom. The Father is sending you and me like a tide into a world today that lacks hope. The Father is sending us like a tide today to lift all ships. Some of those ships are glorious and beautiful and righteous and holy and all of the above. Some of those ships are everything but that. They are unrighteous in every way. They're unholy in every way. But the Father did not send you and me in the same way he did not come to heal or to speak or to be a witness only to the righteous but to the unrighteous in the same way he is sending you and me today to reach not only the righteous but the unrighteous to be a witness not only to the vaccinated but the unvaccinated to be a witness not only to the unmasked but the masked, to be a witness to the white to the black to the yellow to the orange to the red doesn't matter I don't get to choose that because if I see myself as one that's sent by the father, if he has ordained me, if he has anointed me to be a sign and to be a witness and to be a wonder and to be a testimony, then I think it would be wise if I chose in the spirit of his desire to be a sign, to be a wonder and to be a witness and to be a testimony. It would be wise for me to say, wherever you send this tide, I want this tide to deposit on all the boats that are around me, every man and woman that is around me. I want this tide to deposit the nutrients of the kingdom of God. I want this tide to bring with it the glory of my my Father. I want this tide to bring with it truth that heals, that delivers it's not looking to attack or condemn or to accuse, but it's looking to build up and to lift all ships and all boats, hoping and believing that, Father, somehow, That's right. in the lifting of every boat around me, somehow, they might turn their eyes towards you too. Yes. Somehow, they might make the same decisions to honor you that I have lived my life to do. Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their toil. For if they fall, one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him who is alone. For when he falls, he has not another to lift him up. There, is so, there are so many people today that need your tide to come in. And when you come in, don't ignore the need of the one who's been waiting on you. Wait a minute now, I know what that one's been doing. And I'm really bummed, Yahweh, that you sent this tide to get close to that boat. <laughs> Couldn't you have sent a different tide? Or put that boat in a different pier. And the father said, mm, if you're near it, I sent you on purpose. If you find yourself next to it, don't doubt my wisdom. Engage it. If you'd stop complaining about the boat you're about to lift, you might find out how important the boat is that I sent you to. If you would get over yourself because the tide should never be concerned with itself because it's coming and going. If you'd get over yourself, yes. you'd find out that the boat is what's actually carrying my truth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The truth right. Amen. Amen. So let me ask this morning. I'm, I'm going to ask you to ask yourself say it out loud. I want you to ask out loud Am I a rising tide? Well, let me, let me back up. Let me say something. So what would the opposite of a rising tide fl- lifts all boats be? The opposite of that would be a sinking tide sinks all boats. That, that's not very profound. I mean, it's just pretty simple. But a sinking tide, retreating tide, will sink those boats. Why? For the same reason, any shoreline you go down, you're going to see boats that are out there. Same thing's going to happen today. Before that, in fact, before that surge hits New Orleans, first it's going to retreat significantly. There's going to be boats in, on dry ground that hours later are going to be in 30, 40, 50 feet of water. So I want to ask myself today, and I want you to ask yourself am I a rising tide or am I a retreating tide? Do I lift boats or do I sink them? That might be the better question. Do I lift what's around me or do I sink it? How do I position myself? Do I have hope for what's around me? Or am I so concerned about myself, I have no empathy, pity, grace, or compassion for anything outside of me? Mm. (laughs) i made this i wrote this on here and i was questioning in my own heart whether i really wanted to address this because it seems disconnected but i'm going to go ahead and say it the kingdom of god is not target practice Let me help you understand what I'm talking about. When I say the kingdom of God is not target practice, that means if we find ourselves and we believe that we are part of the kingdom of God and He has redeemed us. If we are redeemed through that shed blood of Jesus Christ that we received, we repented of our sins, He forgave us, and we are a redeemed man or woman today. The kingdom of God does not become target practice for us. We do not get to choose which things we aim for. We do not get to decide, this thing I'm going to do, but this thing I'm not. Because, again, the tide doesn't get to choose. The tide comes in and it impacts everything. Everything and its intention and its purpose is the same every single time. Whatever it touches, the tide knows that the Father sent it to that thing, that person or that moment. Read with me or follow along with me in Genesis chapter 6. Let me read this and then I'm going to start wrapping this up. In Genesis chapter 6, beginning with verse 5, it says this, The Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, And that every intention of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And the Lord regretted that he had made man on the earth. And it grieved him to his heart. So the Lord said, I will blot out man whom I have created from the face of the land. Man and animals and creeping things and birds of the heavens. For I am sorry that I have made them. And then verse 8 says, but Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. But Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. But Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. Yes. It's true. Yahweh was not happy with with what mankind had done and the lives they had lived and the choices they had made but he was able to see the good through the bad. The possibilities through the impossibilities of man's ways. This is the nature of Of you and me. I know that for us, if a rising tide lifts all boats, I can tell you this. Everything about our lives, there's no way in a single morning I could address every facet. I don't know if I could do it in a year's worth of mornings. But there's no way I could address every facet of the ways that we contaminate the waters this tide is in. Kim and I had the privilege Um, Some years ago, some friends of ours uh, paid, took care of us and blessed us with a trip to Australia and uh, was it Thailand? Not Thailand. It was Thailand. Indonesia. It was Indonesia. And um, so they took us on this trip. It was a tremendous blessing and we're so thankful. But they took us on this trip and and when we got to, we're divers, so when we got to uh, Indonesia we decided that we were gonna do a little diving while we were there. And when we went out on this boat, keep in mind all the waters between Australia and Indonesia were absolutely stunning, beautiful, gorgeous, beautiful. And I remember looking over the boat that took us from one point to the other and you'd see these sea snakes just pop up in the middle of nowhere. You see this beautiful blue water and this, it was just gorgeous, just stunning. But then we got to Indonesia and when we got there, we got on this little boat that was gonna take us out to go diving. And as we go out, we begin to realize that there's this line of stuff all in the water. We're going diving. Yeah, that's Indonesia. And we get there, and when we get there, there's just this big line of stuff, and, and it's disgusting. And we're asking the guy, Are we going? And the boat is trudging through that, and we're asking the guy, Are we, are we about to get in this? And without even skipping a beat, he said, Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. We do it every day. I don't do it every day. But it's, I mean, there's diapers, dirty diapers. there's, There's just trash. There's food. There's who knows what is in there. All kinds of colorful things that is in all of this. So we get into the middle of this big muck. As far as you can see, that's all you can see out here in the ocean. And this big muck of yuck. And we get there and he drops the anchor. And he says, okay, we're in about, I think we were in 70 feet of water, 70 or 80 feet of water at that point. And he says, we're going to jump out right here, and we're just going to stay right here, and then you guys dive around. And I'm thinking to myself and my wife and our friends, and we're thinking, dive around what? I I see everything I want to see right here. That's all I want to see. He said, no, just get in. I promise you it's going to be amazing. So against everything in us, we got on the edge of that boat, and we did our backflip into the water and into into the stuff you could almost walk on. And you're just moving it out of the way with your hands. And you're trying to sink through it. I mean, I'm telling you the truth. There are diapers. There is, there is and it's on you. It's in your hair. It's on you. I'm, I'm just telling you the truth. Would I ever do that again? Likely not. But I did it. We did it. And we got through this. And as we begin to sink through this thing, we, it was probably maybe 10 or 12 feet deep, this, that thick of junk. And this is before we realized that in Indonesia, they put all their trash in the ocean, that they don't have a actual, like we take it to a dump and bury it. They just put it in the ocean. They just, they have spots where dump trucks just dump it in the ocean. And so we get through this 10 or 12 foot deep section and suddenly it is stunning, stunning, beautiful. And it is crystal clear. And we're diving down and we go down to the corals and we see all this fish and everything. And then you can't communicate when you're underwater. But no doubt we were all thinking the same thing in an hour. We're going to have to go right back through that stuff. And we did. And we come up and we go through that. My point being this. Didn't matter when the tide came in or the tide went out. All it would do is it would shift that stuff here and it would shift that stuff there. It would just move it this way. Then it would move it that way. But it all stayed together. But underneath of all of that, underneath all of that yuck and all of those poopy diapers and stinky, yucky food and colorful excretions, all of that stuff that was floating back and forth, underneath all of that was absolute stunning beauty. The way God intended it. See, I believe this. About mankind, I believe this about those who are righteous and those who are unrighteous, but I believe this especially about those who love God. I believe that sometimes our tides get contaminated with muck and stuff. I believe that sometimes at our surface level, there's maybe 10 or 12 feet of junk that we keep carrying with us. The tide comes in this day, goes out the next, comes in the next day, still carrying it, goes out the next. Years later, comes in still carrying all that muck. It just keeps moving. I believe that in our lives we carry all this stuff. And it floats, some of us. We continue to carry this stuff. Never giving opportunity for the father with a wipe of his hand to say, let me take that out. But we carry it in. And we know we've carried it because when the tide comes in and it's supposed to do what it's supposed to do, instead of bringing to the shoreline the nutrients that it's supposed to bring, it's depositing The diapers that they have dumped into it It just keeps depositing the same old trash. It's never able to deposit the life that it was meant to bring. There's too many people in the kingdom today that bring with them all of this stuff and, and the people all around them, the boats, the people, the boats, the people, that they're supposed to be lifting Every time that tide comes in, every time you're in their presence, every time, instead of lifting them up, you you continue to deposit all the memories, the past, the things that have been brought up, the things that were done, the things that you thought were done, the things that might have been done. You bring all of that stuff and you keep depositing that and you never give Yahweh an opportunity to really expose in you what is underneath all of that stuff. But you carry that stuff as it were. If you could see the visual, if the ocean had shoulders... The ocean in Indonesia on its shoulders is carrying all of this, all the contamination, all of the weightiness, all the heaviness, all the unforgiveness, all the bitterness, all the strife. It's carrying all of that on its shoulders. In the same way, there's too many people every time your tide comes in and Yahweh's sending you with an opportunity. You have an opportunity to do something amazing to totally catch someone off guard with your response. You have an opportunity to demonstrate that the kingdom of God is bigger than my feelings. It's bigger than the things that I've carried on my shoulder that I can't forgive, I can't repent of, I can't let go of. The kingdom of God is bigger than that. I'm telling you today, there's something below all of that muck, all of that stuff you've been carrying on your shoulders. There's a beauty down deep inside of you. There's something gorgeous and heavenly and awesome inside of you. only repentance only when Indonesia repents of its dumping will the weight on the shoulders of their ocean ever be lifted but if Indonesia will ever come to the place and say we have erred in our way and we'll never dump that stuff again in time that will be lifted and those oceans will be beautiful and gorgeous again and do everything it was supposed to do And bring to it the tourists, and bring to it the divers, and bring to it the people that want to deposit life. Increase and grow their economy. In the same way for you and me. In the same way, A.J., we need to see what are we carrying on our shoulders. Because down below, you are a tide that the Father is sending that wants to raise every boat around you. And you cannot lift the boats around you when on your shoulders you can barely lift the unforgiveness and the bitterness and the heaviness that you carry with you every single day. But if you can say, Father, I can tell you this, it isn't easy. It's not going to be easy for Indonesia to clean up their act. But they can do it. But if we can come to the place where we say, Father, help me. First of all, forgive me. I repent. If we can come to the place where we repent and the Father forgives, we might find that we see the ships around us as possibilities instead of impossibilities, as potential instead of waste. Does anybody hear me today? Stand with me if you would, please. Let me ask you a question. Then I want to pray. Is the bigger person the one who repents or is it the one who forgives? Who's the bigger person? The one who repents or the one who forgives? Both of them are made great. At whatever point, they decide to look forward and not behind. Both are made great. At whatever point, they say, I am an incoming tide and I'm coming in on purpose. Father, I lift my voice today over every single man and woman in this place today those that are watching online, those that are present in this room. And I pray today that in each of us that we can see who we really are. I pray today, Holy Spirit, that you will help us today to have the courage to repent where repentance is necessary and to forgive where forgiveness is necessary. Today, Father, lift the weight off the shoulder of our waters that hinders us from lifting all boats. In the same way that you came into the earth, not only for those who would love you, but for those who wouldn't. You had the same grace for those who ate with you at the table as you did for those who put a spear in your side. Father, today I pray that you will find that same spirit in each of us And whatever might hinder that, may today be the day. May today be the day that change comes so that you are glorified and the kingdom of God is made bigger than it's ever been. An ever-increasing kingdom in Jesus' name, amen.